Hey, how's it going, universe? Welcome to another episode of Zoobox Goes to the Movies. And today I'm joined or rejoined by Danny from Maryland. How are you doing, Danny? Pretty good. Just, and today, uh, what, are we, what are we talking about today, Danny? And why are we talking about this? Uh, we're talking about the movie Mr. Brooks. Um, I stumbled upon it. Kevin Costner is uh, one of my favorites from when I was young. So I okay. gave it a shot a while back and I just rewatched it. And yeah. we got to talking about it. So we thought it would be a good idea to yeah, yeah. get it over. Uh, Mr. Brooks is a 2007 crime drama thriller directed by Bruce A. Evans, written by Bruce A. Evans and Reynold Gideon, stars Kevin Costner, Demi Moore, William Hurt, Dane Cook. Oh, and a star-turning role for Dane Cook. Uh, Marge Hel- <laughs> Helgenberger? There you go. Ruben Santiago, Danny- Danielle Panabaker, and a slew of other people. You don't need to know who the other people are. They're just, you know, they're just happy to be there. Uh, so, the, yeah, uh, Danny had messaged me, I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago, and you had asked me if I... If I if I had ever seen Mr. Brooks. And you know, I'll be honest with you, I have not thought about Mr. Brooks since 2007. Yeah. I was like, where did... Yeah, I was going to say, where did this pull come from? Like, that's it was the... a random thought. And I was like, you know what? I've seen I have heard anything it. about it after it came out, you know? Yeah, it is definitely a movie that came and went, but from what I was doing a little bit of research uh, over the weekend in preparation for the talk, like it's actually more well-regarded than I imagined it would be. Actually, people people kind of put up for Mr. Brooks, even on IMDb here, it's got a 7.3 out of 10, which I thought was kind of shocking. I thought it was a little high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we'll, we'll get into. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the, the plot synopsis on good old IMDb. They always like to undersell their things. It's a well-respected businessman is sometimes controlled by his murder and mayhem-loving alter ego. That's the description on IMDb. That doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> it's not really vague, though. You know, it's got everything you need to know about the movie. I suppose if 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 I had heard that, if I had just read that, I wonder if I would have been interested in it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, this is like coming off the back of like you know, in two thousand seven, Dexter had come out. I think Dexter okay, was around. Yeah. Fight yeah. Club a few years before that, nineteen ninety nine. Fight Club had kind of become a cult movie by two thousand seven. Uh, in terms of like having the inner voice that's personified by an actual yeah, yeah. person, and uh, so I guess we were ripe as a culture for Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks probably might have killed it. <laughs> he might have been like, "This is the end of it." <laughs> we're reaching the peak here with Mr. Brooks. Yeah, as soon as yeah, you yeah. get somebody like Kevin Costner in one of these movies, it's kind of like it's like when your dad thinks a joke is cool or something, you know, or dad, you find out your dad likes a band you liked when you were a teenager, and you're like, "Oh, oh, yeah." Gotta cool. rethink that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's look at some notes here. So, what, Danny? What What are your general thoughts on Mr. Brooks before we start diving in? Like, what was your general impression after watching it? Okay, so in two thousand seven, I loved the movie. Yeah, I did. And then I came back to it um, after I actually messaged you about it. I was like, well, then give it a rewatch, you know? Mm-hmm. So because I figure I'm going to be watching Sean do this and. And I want to be like up on it, so it it was good. Um, I still like it. Kevin Costner, like childhood yeah. favorite of mine, so um, he can do no wrong. It well, let me not say that, but you know what I mean. No, so, I like uh, it. It was good. Um, it was a little flatter than I remember it. Like, it yeah, it's kind of just like straight line all the way across. There was a couple scenes where the action went up a little bit, and. Yeah, and and I like action movies too. So it's like that was all right, but they weren't great action movies. But the whole mental part of it was pretty good for me. I liked it. Yeah, th- uh, that that for me is the most compelling component of the movie. And I honestly wish they had just kind of leaned more into that rather yeah. than th- this movie is plagued with subplots that almost have no reason to be there. I mean, you could almost you could cut Demi Moore out of this movie, and I don't even think the movie would be that much different. Mm-mm. You're, you're absolutely and, correct. And there's probably 45 minutes dedicated to Demi Moore's subplot about her hunting a different serial killer. And it really didn't explain anything to me about <laughs> and they what don't, she it, was. <laughs> why, like, why go into this whole thing? Okay, so Demi Moore is you fight. She's a detective, you know, a hardened detective. She's uh, she catches serial killers, and she's in the middle. Like, they go into this whole thing about her being in this divorce dispute. You find out she was like inherited a bunch of money from her 
from her parents. So she's like a millionaire. She's worth like $60 million. And I, I understand what they're trying to say there because they're trying to make a parallel between her and Mr. Brooks because she doesn't need to be a detective. You know, Mr. Brooks is also a very wealthy guy. He doesn't need to be a serial killer or something. Maybe he could find safer ways to exercise his demons rather than like this big risky thing. And I think that's what the point of that was. But I was watching, I was like, it just, I was much more interested in Mr. Brooks and his like alter ego, Marshall, uh, played by William Hurt. And uh, they're a lot of fun. They seemed like they were having yeah, a good time. Yeah, he was, he was a good choice for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That role. And I would have just like, if the, if it had just been Mr. Brooks, he kills that the, the couple that he gets caught. Dan Cook takes the pictures of him. And if it had just been that, and that guy kind of blackmailing him, and then dealing with his father, and then his daughter potentially being a serial killer, I thought that that would be a much tighter, yeah, almost they more interesting explained movie. a lot more. Uh, yeah, of you know, you didn't have to things ha- that happen that they never explained. How did that happen? Or, well, or why the, did that happen? It's like a, the fucking. It's like watching Batman Begins, right? And at the end of the movie, it's almost like setting up like, oh, Demi Moore and Kevin Costner are going to have this like arch rivalry cat and mouse thing yeah that apparently this was set up apparently this was intended to be a trilogy of movies it, it looked like it was it was ready for a sequel but yeah like like Be- you said it kind of down it's like they, they use this movie to set up i guess that's the whole thing with demi moore like if they had intended to do a second one it makes more sense that she's kind of has a story that's running parallel to kevin costner rather than one that's like involved in it she's not really like she's hunting him but then again she's kind of not She's right. really going after the hangman who escaped from prison. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's, and then there's this or whole subplot with that. Yes. Yes. That, I, th- I feel like she spent, they spent too much time on the divorce aspect of her life. Then yeah. like, we get it. You're going through a shitty time. You know what I mean? The dude's yeah. a bloodsucker. It, yeah. it is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, they spent a lot of time on that and that was kind of frustrating. Yeah. It has like the, uh, you know what it reminded me of? I don't know. I, I'm like a pretty avid reader, but it reminded me of like one of those like trashy mystery novels that you would like pick up at like a gas station or the airport. That's what they're kind of referred to <laughs> where they just have like just way too much contrivance and twists and turns for no good reason other than to yeah. get you to turn to the next page. And that's what Mr. Brooks kind of felt like to me. Cause I was kind of, Pleasantly surprised. I was like the first forty-five minutes. I was like, oh, I was like, maybe I mis- I'm misremembering this. Like, maybe it's like better than I thought it was. And I don't think it's an awful movie. I don't. No. I've, I've seen much worse than Mr. Brooks. I've watched a lot worse than Mr. Brooks. But like, um, I was like taken. I it's like something that has a lot of potential, and that's almost what's m- the most frustrating thing about it. Yeah. Because like you said, it has like this kind of baseline where you just don't. Yeah, ne- you're kind never of waiting for it to like, for something to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> for, for the movie to bust open and like become this thing, and it's, I think it's the problem. Honestly, for me, was mostly the director. He's like a, this is his second movie, and he had not made a movie in like a 15 years before this. So he had made some crime thriller with Christian Slater in the 90s called Cuff that I had never heard of. No, I've never heard of it either. But he's mostly a writer, and he worked on a, like a lot of big Hollywood movies, and I assume, and a producer. So I'm assuming that's why he's like buddies with Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner is like, "I'm going to get you a job, buddy." Um, yeah, but it's just like anonymous feeling. It doesn't feel like it has like a you know you've you've seen the movie Seven, yes, or Fight Club, right? That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's directed by David Fincher. Okay. It feels like an author's there. It feels like there's a director that has like a vision like something specific that he's going for. This felt like a TV movie. Yeah. You know, like if this, this would be a Netflix movie in 2020. Yeah. And it wouldn't be on the top 10. I don't think. No. (laughs) I mean, uh, the thing is, I love it because it had so much potential. That's, that's my problem. Is it all the, all the right characteristics and the potential to have a great movie was there. And, you know, Kevin Costner, uh, you did, um, a Perfect World not too long ago. Loved that movie. Did uh, I do a, per- a Perfect World? I think you did. Uh, it wasn't did me, buddy. Cheating on oh. me. Oh, now, shit. I, I do like A Perfect World, though. Clint Eastwood yeah. directed it. Great movie. So, yeah. that, so that was the first 
first or second movie I saw with Kevin Costner in it. I was like, you know, so then on, I was like, uh, what was it? Robin Hood, Waterworld, all those movies I loved. Yeah. You know, I loved all those movies growing up. Kevin Costner was the man. And now he's, uh, well, it's 2020 now, not 2007. But (laughs) But he has has an interesting, like, trajectory as an actor. Because, like, he starts as, like, prestige man, like, making a lot of these, like, very well-respected Hollywood movies. Yeah. And then, and then around Waterworld time, around Prince of Thieves time, like yeah. he kind of like his star wanes a little bit, mostly because of Waterworld. Waterworld was not received very positively, uh, which is bullshit. Because Waterworld's fine. I'd be yeah. like, have you ever seen the Cable Guy? Oh with yeah, Jim Carrey. When, yeah, when he's he's fighting Matthew Broderick at the end of the movie, and he says like, he's like, I thought Waterworld was pretty good. I saw it like seven times in the theater, <laughs> and I was like, exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. No. Like that. Like as a at, for our age, that was a great movie. Oh, yeah, dude, you know I just I mean? bought it. I just fucking bought Waterworld like two weeks ago. <laughs> As you showed, kind of, I'm kind of uh, surprised that you didn't have it, honestly. I had it when I was a kid. I had it on yeah, VHS. Yeah, there you go. I had, yeah. that v- I had that and Prince of Thieves, and I would watch them all the time. <laughs> so, but yeah, Kevin Costner's had a weird career, and he's a, in a little bit of a, a renaissance at the moment. Like, he's been yeah. in a few things lately. Uh, he actually did a Netflix movie called The Highwayman, which I haven't watched, but I've heard good things I about. Seen, I've, yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Um, He's doing a show, Yellowstone, right now. Yeah, and that's um, actually... I don't know well, what series that's in, but I, a lot of people like it. I haven't seen it. I'm not I a big it, Western guy. It seems like a Western guy. Yeah, really yeah into it, so. he's a big Western guy. I mean, he did yeah. Dances with Wolves, obviously. It's yeah, like a Civil was, War era. Yeah, I remember it, that. Uh, Wyatt Earp, he, which I believe he directed. The Postman. Do you have you ever seen The Postman? No, I haven't. I was actually looking at it earlier, which is funny. I'd be curious what you would think of The Postman. Uh, I have to watch it. I have not seen The Postman in a very long. It's a very long movie. It's very indulgent, and that's the, one of the things I guess about Mr. Brooks that's interesting because he was clearly wanted to play against type because he has a certain type of character that he plays. Right. Which is you know he's an actor with a he's like one of these guys that's like a movie star. He's not a chameleon. He doesn't inhabit the role. Like you watch it because you like Kevin Costner. Yeah, and that's what and makes he's it enjoyable. Cast in a certain role. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's uh, he doesn't. Like Tom jump. Cruise. Tom Cruise is the same way. Like yeah, he's just exactly. Tom Cruise when he's in a movie. Exactly. You know, he's not. He's not. Doesn't have that kind of range. You know, he tried it one time. He tried to do an Irish accent in this movie called Far and Away. And uh, God, I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh, you've never seen that? Yeah, him and Nicole Kidman back in the nineties. I, I think that's. Maybe they were together at the time. I'm not sure. It was early night. Not not to jump too far, but Tom Cruise did a military movie where he was German, I believe. Oh, uh, Valkyrie. Okay, so the first five minutes of that movie was in German, and then there was some seamless change to English. Yeah. And I stopped, I stopped watching it five <laughs> minutes after that. I'm not going to lie, man. I was like, what is this? That was, uh... I'd rather read subtitles the whole time, honestly. <laughs> I'm a well, good like, subtitle movie guy. I like that kind of stuff. But they were trying uh, to. It's called uh, appealing to the widest audience possible. No, and I, I get that. Just <laughs> didn't appeal to me. They did that in another movie. Have you ever seen the movie uh, "The Thirteenth Warrior" with Antonio Banderas? No, I. It's an older movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the yeah. early thousands. I think. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see. It. I think I've heard of it, but it's a good movie. You, you, yeah. They do a very similar thing. They do a very similar thing where there's this language barrier between the main character and like the, these Viking guys, and then the main character is a very smart dude, so he like listens to them over the course of some of their nights, and then he like learns how to speak, and then everybody just speaks English. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he was definitely, obviously, I think, wanted to do this because it's against type. And it's and it is interesting. It's fun to watch Kevin Costner just on a kind of superficial level do something like Mr. Brooks. And I thought he was actually okay. I thought it wasn't yeah. bad. I think if there's a sequel, I would I would have loved to actually watch a sequel. It probably would have been better than the first one. Um, I, I actually agree. Just with because that. everything was built and ready to go, you know, for the sequel. And I think that now we got the baseline story out of the way yeah this because it's a um, lot of this is table setting right it's all table yeah. setting for the family drama between him and his daughter and then you get all that stuff with demi Moore out of the way jesus yeah. christ that was a long movie actually mr brooks did a pretty good runtime for it was a, uh, i think, I think it was a little, about two hours yeah a little over two hours yeah and it's just for, so for 
And it's pretty stuffed with stuff. I mean, there's so many things going on. Almost like, yeah. in my opinion, there's too many things going on. I wish they had just simplified it so we could for have th- paid, focused on just the, the most interesting parts of the movie. Yeah, for only having three main characters, they did kind of um, find a lot of other stuff to do within them. Dude, all that Hangman stuff was driving me nuts. Like, Demi Moore, there's an action scene with Demi Moore where the Hangman and his crazy girlfriend kidnap her. And they have an action scene. They have it out in a van while they're screeching across around the city. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, why is this here? <laughs> why is this I here? I think she flew like 50 feet out of the van and, oh, yeah. <laughs> into a taxi cab. And I'm like, this is the best thing that's happened in the last <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> oh, another... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. No, go ahead. I'm good. Oh, no. you, you Feel free. Um, no, I was just going to say, like, I think... Um, like, uh, yeah, I didn't have a full thought. I just, I just think it was insane how they, uh, the other action scene, the only other action scene there was when, when her and her partner were going into the house of the chiropractor. Yeah. Um, one of his, the hangman's contacts. Yeah. Um, I think like the music, everything about that just like turned me off from the movie. I really <laughs> wanted to just turn it off after that. Like the oh, music it- was the worst soundtrack you could have done and... well this is like i think i think you could say that broadly about a lot of things in this movie and it goes back to the analogy i meant about like the the dad liking something you think is cool mm-hmm. this is like this is like an old man coming in late being like whoa what are all the kids into oh serial killer movies yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah let's make a serial killer. this is gonna be great and then they put like uh oh my god at the end of the movie when kevin costner's talking to demi moore and he drops the phone off the yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and that song comes on i was like this is the most 2007 thing I have ever heard. I've heard it a long yep. time. It makes it, it's so 2007. It's so 2007. It reminded me of every TV show I've ever fucking watched. Well, that will end in like a mini montage with all the characters before it fades, fades out into credits. Yes. It was like the same guitar or whatever. Like it, <laughs> and that soft boy, like, yeah, oh like, my heart. This, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. it's like uh, emo, but not emo, but not like having the courage to stick to your convictions. And we're like, we're going to start a band that people will listen to. I don't know if you call it like new blues or something, but it was not. Yeah, uh, it, it was. I'm yeah. trying to think of a band equivalent. The band that God, pops in my head is if like. If you get, if you give me a name of a band right now, I think I'm going to be embarrassed for you. <laughs> <laughs> a band that sounds like. That? Oh my God! Yeah. Not not on purpose. I assure no, you. Yeah, so. right. Dude, I like my wife. Just as a tangent, my wife gives me shit all the time. Like I've still listened to the same four bands as I was listening to as I was listening to I, in high school. Oh, awful! Can't blame me there. Hey, I'm you awful. know what? You like you like what you like. Exactly. That's what I tell yeah. her. I say yeah. they're still making records. I'm still listening to new music. Hey, if you were over here, you turn on 98 Rock, you're gonna hear those same songs that you were in high school <laughs> listening to on 98 Rock right now. Okay. <laughs> Every once in a like, while. Turn down the window and be like, "Yo, Nirvana fucking rules, dog." <laughs> yeah, it's Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails. Um, yeah. it, it's like the same six bands. And I'm like, <laughs> "This is I can't listen to Ninety Rock anymore because of that." Honestly. Uh, yeah. Well, I have not listened to like terrestrial radio in a long time. Yeah. Because uh, a long time, uh, just being a poor person, I just didn't have a car. My my radio was the first thing that broke, and then my air conditioner. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I lived That's in sad. Maryland. The, the summer yeah, right. I lived in Maryland. Um, yeah, so I just didn't have music like to listen to on the radio. I couldn't listen right, to the right. radio, so I'd have my cell phone in like a metal cup. <laughs> there you <laughs> to, go to make it louder. Like you know? Acoustics in the resonance. Yeah. You're good, oh yeah. Man. But yeah, when that scene hit, I was like, "Holy shit! This is like a moment in time. This is this takes me back. Everything was like this back then." Proud you made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> No, like like I said, man, it was it was it had all the makings of a good movie. It just you're sitting there waiting for it to get better the whole mm-hmm. time. You're like, man, this is going to be great, and then dude, it's so like, promising. It starts so promising. I mean, even Dane Cook like, didn't ruin this movie. Like he was, like he, he goes was okay. To his daughter obviously killed somebody, and um, you know the 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 surprise to me was oh my god he just popped that propane line off and moved that machine to so he could get his fake passports out i was like that's the biggest twist i found in the movie like 
Yeah, well, that was one of the things that actually kind of another thing about why I wish there was more focus. Like, I don't know fucking anything about Mr. Brooks. How did Mr. Brooks become Mr. Exactly. Brooks? How did he, what was the pathology that was developed when it, from him being a teenager or from, they don't even mention right. it. They don't talk about it. They just say, I was born with this thing. And now my daughter was born. It's like, no, what happened, guy? Like, yeah, yeah. What, who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> Who hurt well, you? They, or they start off the movie with a, him getting the Man of the Year award. Yes. You know, owning this huge box company or whatever it is, printing things. And that's awesome and everything. But And, and then, I guess right before the end, he says, I've killed a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Well, give us a little bit of that. Show <laughs> yeah. us a little bit yeah. of that. Come on. You know what I mean? Well, because I think they're kind of implying that he has been like different serial killers over the years. Yes. So right now, he's the thumbprint killer. Yeah. And maybe in the past he was something else. Because one of the notes I made, I just wrote in bold letters, disguises, question mark. Suddenly I, he's yeah. wearing disguises, like pretending to be an old man, like because he obviously went to where his daughter went yeah. to school and frames or committed a murder in the same way to get her them off of her trail. Right, right. And I was like, there's this whole world that like you have not even yeah. talked about or brushed upon or anything, and you've wasted my time with the goddamn hangman. I know. Sorry, folks. I keep bringing it up. But I was just like, this Demi Moore so sucked. So today. Was... <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have to yeah, talk exactly. about right now. The hangman killer. Or that goddamn, that shootout in the hallway at the end. I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, ma'am, you are a professional police officer. Right. You cannot hit the broad side of a fucking barn. This is a narrow Shoot. hallway. But she can shoot the light bulbs out of a friggin' uh, yeah. and... <laughs> She decides to stop shooting at the people straight ahead of her and kill the lights. Wow. So, to bring us to that, when they went to Jane Cook's apartment, mm-hmm. he had a moving slip. And when the hell did that happen? Because I know Dane Cook didn't. I can't, I can't remember his, uh, I think... his character's name. Yeah, neither can I. Um, but Mark, yeah, it uh, starts with a B, I think, or something. Mr. Oh, Mr. Or something. Mr. Smith, but his last name ends up being Baffler. That's right. Yeah, Baffler. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so when they went to his apartment, I'm like, well, who the hell ordered his stuff to be moved, and how did he not know? Because he's been with Mr. Brooks for what an hour and a half, maybe two hours. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. There, I mean, there were, and this was another thing that you could have paid more attention to. Mr. Brooks is setting him up for being I, the yeah, thump- I, right? I, I did see that, but when when did they have time? You know what I mean? Like yeah, I that's that's my big thing. Is like you. Well, he he left Mr. his house two hours ago. Mister Brooks gets to be like a magical character when he wants to. Yes. Like yeah, he just right. shows up at Dane Cook's house, and then but the but the uh, the chain is still on the door when Dane Cook is like, "How do you get in my house?" The chain is yeah. still on. Like whoo! Like well, in the first in the first killing, you see how he actually takes the chain off. Yeah. And can replace it, I guess. I guess he can replace okay, it. Okay, that's that's that. a fair. That's a fair point. I didn't see that magic trick happen, but that's, that's I fair just point. put that together. I, you kind of brought me to a realization there. Yeah, I know how I okay, got back well, on there. I take everything back I said. Mr. Brooks is a perfect movie. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> there is no flaws in Mr. Brooks. No, no. I mean, everything was tied up uh, in a nice little bow for us. And... You know, like, I really, that's the thing I just keep going back to, though, is, like, how much I just wish it was just about him and his family and then the guy blackmailing him. Because, yeah. One of the that better, was a really good start to it. Like that was great. I was like, yeah. shit, this guy caught him, and now he wants to kill somebody with him. This is yeah, yeah, this is gonna be great. And then there's yeah. the whole there's this whole sense of his character because the way Kevin Costner plays the character is sympathetic to the audience. He's not playing it like we're supposed to dislike him. We're supposed to kind right. of feel feel bad for him. Yeah, and because uh, he's he, got this disease and this addiction, and yeah, and he has this weird reverence for life like uh the scene when his daughter when he finds out his daughter is pregnant that she wants to have an abortion he's like immediately like no so it's like you know what i mean so there was there yeah. are interesting layers there there are things to yeah. explore there and the movie is just like i guess doesn't i understand if they had planned this is why you don't plan trilogies before the first one comes out folks right right <laughs> yeah because they had a definite like they definitely had a track to follow and they just and an interesting track too. It's not like it's yeah. even that is the best stuff in the movie. I think they it's, hit too many switchboards and just went too many different rails on that tr- one track. You know what I mean? That was the problem. Yeah. Uh, I can't say it enough. It was it was set up to be such a great movie. And like I said, I love and I and I probably will watch it again in the next couple of weeks just to you know 
just do it. I'm serious. Just like really? talk and then I'll watch it again. And you know what I mean? I, like I said, I, I'll watch a movie three or four or five times, honestly. Um, yeah, so do I. Even movies I really dislike, I always give it a second go. Uh, yeah. Just as a movie nerd as well. It's just, yeah. And sometimes, even if I hate it after that, I'll still buy it if it has an audio commentary. <laughs> yeah, see, and that's, that's another thing that, you know, I obviously don't have a box set or a DVD. Oh, there is no box set for it, but I don't have a DVD for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be interesting to, you know, to see. But I don't know if Kevin Costner really shows up to those types of things. Uh, he does when I does I, he does sometimes. Yeah. Everyone like I think when he directs some of the movies he's directed, he's definitely mm-hmm. done commentaries on. You can learn a lot as just a, as like a film fan, like in the way that I am. Like I learn a lot more from movies I dislike than movies I like. Yep. And the more the most interesting thing is if there's an audio commentary and you can actually have them explain to you why they made these decisions that you don't agree with. It's just interesting. Just interesting yeah. food for thought, you know. Uh, one of the interesting actual little trivia factoids I found was that Zach Braff was originally cast as Mr. Brooks. Do you know who Zach Braff is? <laughs> yes, From I do. Scrubs? Yes, I do. Yeah. I thought you were going to say as Dane Cook's character, honestly. No, because no as Mr. Be... Brooks. Well, Which I would make sense, I guess. It, it would have been the height of Scrubs. Yeah. Zach it, Braff would yeah, probably... He a... would have been looking to do something like this to get away from Scrubs. Like, to get no, away from didn't. that... <laughs> yeah, I liked him in Scrubs. Just, I think oh, it yeah. too much of a jump to see because people that watch that show watch that show, and as one of those people, I can say I I watched that show. Yeah, um, and I just don't think it would have uh, followed over or carried over very well. No, for and him. I don't. I don't think Zach Braff could have pulled that off at all. No, not at I, all. He's, yeah, he's, I mean, even in the serious movies he's in, he's not like a bad actor. I would never say that, but. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't see him being Mr. Brooks. Also, he's no. a little too young. A little too young to be Mr. Brooks. Yeah, yeah. I like this. This. Yeah, the man of the year thing, and I, you got to have an, a seasoned looking guy for that. Yeah. Um. Another. What did you think about the uh, the, the Marshall character? Like, what, like. I mean, I think, in my opinion, I think we kind of briefly mentioned this is that that those are the most fun scenes in the movie, right? Those are the best scenes. Yes. Yes. Um, I really like the casting uh, of Marshall. I like so that was part of the that was part that kept me into it was the first meeting. Like I, I noticed, he was more of a he was the more detail oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, he paid attention to a lot of things, and you know, even Mr. Brooks would ask him for advice. You know, what do you yeah. think about this? Or yeah, and I like that. And the first meeting would between. Um, all three of them, uh, Dane Cook, um, you know, oh, all, yeah. when, when they were meeting him in the car in the rain. It's actually that, a great that made, that Yeah, that made me laugh because he said, he said, I think I should drive over and pick him up. And, and Marshall said, no, nah, just honk. Maybe we'll get hit on the way over. And the, the, the simultaneous laugh they had together, yeah, re, it pulled me back into the movie a little bit because, yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. We're getting a little bit more because he's very, um, I don't want to say he's flat, but he's got, a very professional character. He's very well because I think tea, you know. Yeah, they're supposed to be a juxtaposition. Like Marshall right. is his id. He's yeah. like this enabling side. He's like he acts as an enabler because it really just is the same character. And right. he's like the dark id of him. And in yeah. his in his the thing that what he projects out in the world is like this very tamped down, mild mannered, soft spoken, uh, yeah. hum- humble man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's really. Yeah you know, a sociopath, uh, egomaniac. Yeah. I think that part of the movie, I think, I don't want to, I think that was probably the best part of the movie for me is when they shared that laugh, it just, everything, I don't know, for me, it just made me feel good inside. I don't know why it was just, yeah. it was cool. It was funny. It was, well, cause it, you're it also really seeing... brought to light, like what they are together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're seeing, I think just two actors have fun and that's like, uh, actually yeah. just comes across to the viewer. You know, if you're not having fun, nobody is. Yeah. And I, I would even say the scene when Dane Cook first meets Mr. Brooks and they're in the they're in the conference room yeah. and they're talking about where the other photos could be and where the hard drive could be and they're like I did like that. Yeah, he's like he's in a safety deposit box. He's like, I bet it's at the same bank he has this checking account in. And he's like, Where do you think he has the key? I bet on his fucking keychain. Like and they're laughing because yeah. this guy's yeah. such a hack. He's such yeah, an amateur. Yeah. 
You know, he's because over they've here. They've got it all figured out before he even like as soon as they saw the pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as he said, "I want to go with you," they knew. You know what I mean? They just yeah. analyzed him, and it was over for him. Honestly. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's a testament to I think just Costner and also William Hurt, but like I mean, those are the best. Because however much the movie may kind of fail or has peaks and valleys, they always bring you back. You're always immediately reinvested whenever, especially whenever Costner's on screen. Like, and that's much to his credit. Yeah. Because uh, he's just, he is a compelling presence. And it's interesting to see him play a character like this just on an innate level as being somebody that's familiar with Kevin Costner. You know, and I wish, I wish it paid more attention to that. I really do. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see a second one. It was all set up for one, and uh, like you said, that I don't think that director was really. I don't want to no. say he wasn't cut out, but he just wasn't there in it. Yeah. It was very storybook. It was like you said, it was just kind of like. It just know, has this, no. This, this is the script. Here you go. And shoot the script in the most like flat way possible. Like it right. really, did, it did remind me of. It reminds me of like a TV show in that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, and I think if you had somebody that had more of an interest in not just recreating the script, maybe diving a little bit deeper into some of this, the themes of the movie, because yeah. it has cool, interesting themes. It does have interesting themes about, uh, about like kind of like what your responsibility is almost on a genetic level to your children. Yeah. Which is kind of an intense thing to think about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that really brings the question, literally, would you kill for your child? Because yeah, you know, and it's also, you know, it's just, yeah, and I wish they had gotten more into that. Yeah. Uh, so, actually, uh, the end of the movie, there's like a, a fake out, right? Where uh, the daughter stabs Mr. Brooks in the neck, and he's bleeding yeah. out. And I forgot that it was a fake out. Yes, yeah, so did I. So, yeah. I was going to say, I thought that he died at the end, honestly. And then I remembered, after I saw it, obviously, I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, okay, I remember this, you know, and. Um, were you did you think it was i i think it's like thematically appropriate because it is what should happen yeah it is the thing I mean, that should happen in movie three or movie yeah. two oh whatever. yeah and, and marshall mentioned it as soon as because you know she did say she wanted to run the company one day you know it very well be you next exactly exactly you know she's I mean? showing like uh, just to put that in your mind and oh shit yeah so apparently that was the original ending of the movie Oh really? That, yes, that was, and then they tested it. They screen tested it, and it did not test well. So they shot it as a dream, which I honestly think works better. Because yeah. uh, because I was like when I was watching it, and I had forgot it happened. I was and just kind of immediately reacting in the moment. I was like, I was like, this is too far. Like this, in the terms of like, well, she's not going to get away with this. Right. Right. And but then I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe that's the point. Like maybe this this kind of stuff, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't get away with this. But in terms of the movie that I had been watching, it's all about the excitement of watching somebody get away with it. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, but apparently that's what the, they were going to have her kill him in the first one, and then they were going to have do a spinoff called Miss Brooks. I don't know how that would have fared. I yeah, don't think Dan, was it her last name's Baker, right? Danielle Baker. I believe Something so. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I um. She actually directs the Flash now on the CW. Yes, that's right. She J is. Jacob loves that and. Um, so do I. So we watch it together all the time. Oh, it's awesome. But um, she was really neat in that movie. Like I, I think her best scene was when she killed him. Like the weird acting she did. Sure. Um, just you know what I mean. Um, she was she was kind of just like she wasn't a real big character, I guess. No. To play. But um. And all, and I that's do, a and like it's a her. shame. It's a shame. I wish that we had gotten more of this kind of family tension about persons she killed in college exactly there was no questioning there was nothing he just like oh i gotta go do this well he, he has and then, it, he, and then it well, he has over. he he has a conflict right and it's yeah. done it in five minutes that whole shit they just take care of it in five ten minutes of actual screen time where it's like that's a whole movie you could just yeah, do yeah. a whole movie about that about yeah. him dealing with his inner demons like and maybe go more into the aa stuff of him actually wanting to get better but then marshall always being there kind of like Nah, dude. We got This is how we get our rocks off. This is what we des We deserve this because, you know, what a good man we are. Look how we do for the community. Why can't we get a little something for ourselves? Right. And it doesn't. It doesn't really explore any of that. That's like the, the thing. It's just so 
surface level in, in a way that I wish it it didn't have to be, I guess. I don't know. I keep right. I keep repeating myself. <laughs> no, no. Well, that, I mean, uh, so it's a tough movie, I guess, to criticize and review because, it, like you said, there's just so much randomness throughout the movie with things that don't pertain to, yeah, I guess, the, the main characters' interactions with each other, not... Or even just the central themes of the story. Like, so the yeah. story kind of has no pull through like there's no central theme that is connecting all of these other disparate elements i mean they don't even like this whole thing about uh the dan cook's character like who the fuck is he yeah I don't, we know he's a mechanical engineer that's about as all you find out about him right. oh so you must be really smart and that's why they think he might be the thumbprint killer <laughs> yeah right i love it demi moore's a psychic she's the best detective ever she goes in she's like and immediately looks at the curtains. <laughs> I wonder if these curtains were open. And then that's How did you that's... not run into anything when you were walking through here. <laughs> must have been the curtain. It was like she her assumption is that somebody must have saw it because the curtains must have been open because just because. Well, I think like what movies did Demi Moore do after that? Oh my goodness, it's a good many? question. Not many. You know what I mean? Like, well, is this the uh, is this the Ash the Kutcher days? Did, be she Kutcher? Shut, did, did she shut down the sequels here? Is that <laughs> no? I actually I don't think this movie did very well. It kind of came and went. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah it did. You're right. Yeah. Well, what did she but do it got around? Such a good score. It's got such a good score. Well, that happens to a lot I'm, of movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or after <laughs> the cult grows around it. Yeah. Well, she did. Um, uh, she did Charlie's Angels full throttle around a couple years before this. So she wasn't really doing much. Yeah, she'd kind of already gone into semi-retirement yeah. and just yeah, did yeah. kind of. I mean, even like, now hey, we want we want you for this. You're a badass chick that's rich and and kick ass. Okay, yeah, I'm good. Well, that's how you. That. That's how you get Demi Moore to be in that movie. Yeah, it's like I you got to give I her something Charlie's to do. Charlie's Angels. I can do that. I got my paycheck on Charlie's Angels full throttle. I would be happy to do Mr. Brooks, my art project. Um, <laughs> I'll do it for nothing, sir. The script is so good. Apparently, her last, her last line in the movie was, well, not the last line, but the one, the last conversation they had together when he just wanted to know why she's doing what she's doing. Because she's rich. You know, she doesn't have to be. My father wanted a boy. Is that what you got for us? You just wanted to prove your father. Your father wanted a boy. He didn't think you could. You know, I, I guess I could get it, but like that works on like a forty-five-year-old women in the movie theater. Well, that's the thing, is and like, I don't mean that as in a dismissive way, but that's like it is right. like made for middle-aged people. Yeah, it's just the thing is like uh, Mr. Brooks wanted to know this whole time what her motivation was. He liked her because she didn't need to be doing that. Yes, exactly. But she was still. And, and that's what you gave him. He, I mean, obviously, obviously doesn't know that that he really wanted to know. But like, that's, I wanted to know after he wanted to know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If the main character is telling me, "Oh, this is this is you know this is," I'm like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, let's find out." And they give you some kind of a pop psychology kind of whatever. Right. I mean, I get it. It's just I just that's it's what. Kind of, it's yeah, a one of the, it's one of the things that makes the movie feel like a disposable mystery novel that you would read on the beach one summer. Yeah, like it's one of the because they just don't have any interest in actually exploring any of that stuff whatsoever. They just want to say it because they feel like oh, it adds like a dimension to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't because <laughs> you've not you haven't said anything by saying that. Right. I just thought that was funny. Oh yeah, that whole. I mean, the whole thing with setting up this kind of cat and mouse thing between them, it doesn't materialize until that scene. And uh, Mr. Right. Brooks occasionally goes, he like looks her up on Google and finds out all about, all about her. And uh, he's excited. And that happens yeah. like halfway through the movie. And then it just yeah. goes away until that last scene. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, they made, obviously from 2007 as spoilers here but um you know when he they think dane cook is the killer you know they 
they are assuming he is the killer. I don't think they, they're dead set on that idea, but all the evidence was there. Mm-hmm. So when he calls, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the thumbprint killer, like, or that wasn't Baffert or whatever. You know, it's just like they set it up for a second so like, movie. I yeah, think you're, just I, not, like, I think it's made, and I don't mean this in like a negative or pejorative way. Only, I mean, I guess it's going to sound that way though. It's no, like no. it's made for like. Uh, in a weird sideways, it's like, like for middle-aged women to be like, "You go, girl. Oh, God damn, this she is good. She is fucking dude, good at her job." Dude. Well, you got to think, Kevin Costner and Demi Moore, they're bringing all the ladies in. That's you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is, man. You know, and especially yeah, because it's. I mean, maybe you're just an old soul, Danny. You know, you're just like you're an old man. You're a man before his time. You know. Yeah. <laughs> figured me out you should do you have the lifetime channel you could probably watch of course. There's a, a lot of thrillers just like mr brooks i cannot a lot watch more, those movies a lot more a lot more domestic abuse in those movies though yeah, no, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's too far sean too far <laughs> i draw the line of domestics <laughs> i will murder rape whatever that's right. fine right I'm, I'm i'm all down with somebody you know shooting people in the head with you know, just walking in saying hello and, and popping some people. Yeah. But if he beats him first, no, I'm out, man. I can't. Hey, listen, I respect your principles. It's <laughs> good to have principles in this day and age. Um, that actually, this would feel like Demi Moore's subplot is like a Lifetime movie. Yeah. Like, that's something you would see on like a Lifetime, the, the Lifetime network. Just because it's all. I have my, uh, my, my wife's grandmother loves like hallmark the hallmark channel yeah. and uh, which is basically the lifetime channel yeah and all but everything is just murder mysteries like these adaptations of these books i've never heard of these like long-standing series where there's there's a whole series where this woman is a baker and somehow she gets embroiled in all of these local murder mysteries it's kind of like the successor to like murder she wrote where you're like man jessica fletch you are just a nosy you're just nosy old lady getting in everybody's yeah. business. <laughs> what was that show? Oh my, I can't remember his name, and I'm gonna take too long to think of it. Are you talking it's about a, a diagnosis? Tall, murder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tall guy with white white hair and a, yes. and a nose. Uh, what's his name? Holy shit, I can't block it. Blank. Yeah. Oh, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. So that's that's what like Lifetime movies and him like that's the whole right. like that's what it puts together for me. And I was raised on those those shows too. Yeah, my mom hanging out with my mom watching unsolved mysteries, murder she wrote, diagnosis murder. And my mom felt like mysteries scared the shit out of me. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Oh yeah, <laughs> Friday voice. nights, and then you'd have to go to bed afterwards. And be like I just, Mm-mm. I just heard about all these ghosts and these aliens. Because <laughs> those are the best ones. Like. Yeah, that is that is right there is a perfect like vertical slice of what it's like to be young. You're not concerned about the rapists and the murders and the child kidnapping. Right. You're concerned about ghosts and you're concerned about aliens. Yes. <laughs> the other stuff, you're like, oh, that's fine. I'm sure they'll get them. Or spontaneous combustion. Or yeah, <laughs> just the most. I'm not out gonna blow shit. up in my sleep, am I? Actually, if you have a Amazon Prime, I believe yeah. there's a bunch of you can go watch the old unsolved mysteries. Yeah. They actually have yeah, the it's still, it still creeps me out, dude. I'm 33 years old. That voice, it's the man's voice. Yeah. If you were anyone, my yeah. lived in in the Catskill Mountains, and that's all he would ever watch. And it would get dark as shit up there. And I would like, they'd be like, "All right, let's go outside and hang out." I'm like, "No, no, it's <laughs> nine o'clock. I'm not going anywhere." Do you ever yeah. watch a? It's kind of like it was ran parallel to Unsolved Mysteries, uh, Rescue 911. Oh, of course. That yeah. that is it. I and I can't find the episodes anywhere. I look Actually, on YouTube. Yeah. I look, you know, yeah, that's like, a good. That's a good point. I haven't even thought about that. They no, try to bring I've, it back a few times, but without the Shatner. If you don't get William Shatner, you no. just go away. It's like when they try to do unsolved mysteries without Robert Stack. No, it's like I don't, I don't have patience for this nonsense. They got to get the Ripley's Believe It or Not guy on there. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? But. Oh, Jack Palance, yeah, the old, the old Ripley's. Uh, yeah, you talking the about the one? You talking about the yeah, one from the nineties? Yeah, 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 the TVs. That's Jack Palance from. Uh, if you've ever seen City Slickers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, he, or yeah, Cops of those. Robertsons. 
I watched it. Yeah, oh my god. I watched the uh, yeah where they take over that house. Yeah. For, for like yeah that uh, Chevy Chase is in Chevy it, right? Chase. That's right. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Back when he started making family films. Yeah. <laughs> Still not very family oriented. Obviously, they had families in them. That was. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it, watching something like Mr. Brooks. Just makes me want to watch something uh, that is like it, but better. I'm trying to think of something that is but, like but, like but Mr. Brooks, find, but better. I can't. I you know I I don't know anything about that. Honestly, I I I I was actually thinking the same thing. I couldn't I couldn't think of anything that I have seen or heard of that kind of pulled me, you know, in the same direction. I mean, I guess the closest equivalent is probably Dexter. See, and I'm not. I never watched Dexter. Everybody I, loved it. I watched like four seasons of Dexter. I never like finished the show. I'm not a diehard fan of Dexter, but right. it reminds me of a lot, a lot of Dexter in some ways because Dexter also, at some point, spoiler alert, has like a kid and he's like worried about his kid becoming a serial killer. Right, right. And uh, but yeah, equivalent movies. I don't know, man. See, I mean, see, Red Dexter was a movie. I'd watch it. I just see, can't get with sitting and watching a show like yeah, that. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I. I have a. I have now that like being older and having a kid, that is the age my kid is, which is about three years old. The idea of me like being able to invest in a television show is like really hard because I like I don't have twelve hours. Like I right. got nine minutes, and That's... in ninety minutes, if somebody can tell me a f- complete story in ninety minutes, I'm super excited. That's why I watch the CW's Flash. <laughs> well, then, I watch actually, it with my kids. And they, the, exactly, you know. exactly, right? Right now, we're watching, like, uh, <laughs> watching oh, actually old, old Nick Jr. shows. There you go. Uh, probably from, oh, it's been from the early 2000s, like, uh, well, like, Blue's Clues. Yeah. And, like, uh, there's a show called Wonder Pets. Oh, oh yeah. Are you familiar with Wonder Pets? Oh, okay. Wonder Pets is pretty sweet. I actually don't mind Wonder Pets. I like the cutout. I like the way they make the show, like because it's like real pictures of animals cut out and then like animate. Right, it's very cool. Um, Just... <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, so, quick question: the new Blues Clues compared to the old one, which one do you like better? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I am partial to Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I was even too old, but I have younger siblings. Yeah, that's so I actually... the same way. Yeah, so I had a lot of exposure to it because back in the yeah. day, you're like, yeah, TV, whatever's on, I'll watch it. I don't care. My sister was ten years younger than me, so I was like, you know, yeah, I was yeah. ten, and she, you know, so yeah. we were watching. Well, because uh, there's there's Steve, and then there's like Steve's cousin, and then there's this totally nude guy who has no relation to the no Eve character. I don't think. Although I think they've done like super episodes where like they're all on there. Oh, I hope not. I think they have. Well, Steve's bald now, so <laughs> yeah, he does like he goes and does like dirty Q and A's. He's like Bob yeah. Saget. That's what he does now. Like you go That's to crazy. see him as like do a little bit like a set in a bars and stuff. I've seen like clips where he'll just be like, you know how hard it was to get laid, you know? Blues <laughs> clues. I would, I would imagine that would be a boon. I mean, I, I don't know. A yeah, lot of single hey, mothers man. out there, guys. A lot of single mothers out there. Not lying. <laughs> And I'm not saying that I'm not shitting on single mothers. I'm just saying there was a market, Steve. You just didn't know where to look. Um, trying to think. I'm looking at my. I took notes too. I have my paper towel full. There you go. Notes because uh, I was in my truck today watching the movie. And there's really not much to hit on on this movie, Sean. I know we actually pretty <laughs> we actually went pretty hard in the paint on this movie. And hey I guys, think we, you, you, you don't did. have to watch it. We got it right here. <laughs> Well, it's all about the journey. It's all yeah, about yeah. The- you might have to put it in order a little bit, but oh, the daughter's BMW. That was another thing. Oh, it was a plot point that was brought up that has no <laughs> bearing. Well, well, the thing is, is it, it involved it, in the murder? Is that what? It is so yeah. So she, when she first got there, she said a friend was driving it across country in a week, and then when the police came to invest- investigate, she said it was stolen. Yeah. Well, he said, "I hope for her sake it was stolen, or he dropped, or she dropped it at a deep, 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 deep lake." Yeah. Well, what happened to it? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's well, the what's... thing is, like, like you said, they could have made a whole other movie just off of that. Yes, I mean that's the whole thing. It's just like they have to tie it up in this neat little bow, 
with with obviously Mr. Brooks going there and committing a murder with a with a hand axe. And you and, know, I think that stuff. The second movie would have taken a lot. Uh, would have tied a lot of these plot points up. I had yeah. I have a feeling it would have been about Mr. Brooks, his daughter, and Demi Moore. Like Demi Moore and yeah. Mr. Brooks being like cat and mouse kind of. It would be like a chase where I he's get, he's getting been. off not just on the murders, but getting like them their right. battle wits. Kind of like th- a th- Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty type deal, you know. I think they would have brought that up together. Either he would have confronted his daughter about it, or you know she would have found something in his pottery place or whatever the hell it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go do my resins. I'm gonna do some new studio. Clothes. So, like, I, it was just, it was a good, like, I keep saying, it was a good movie. It just had a lot of plot points that needed to be tied up. And if I think you you're, ge- I think you're a general audience, and this is what's good about, you know, getting the kind of input from somebody that just kind of is not. Not going to be, and I don't mean this in an insulting or pejorative way, so please don't take it that. But you're just more of a casual movie fan, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think most, I think a lot of people from that perspective will be fine with Mr. Brooks. Yeah, I think it's not like I'm it, reviewing just, them on a podcast or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't. It's a, reviews are your, just your opinion. It doesn't matter yeah, how yeah. deep or general they are. And it's like, I think most people, just like yourself, like you can, you understand what I'm saying. It's not like yeah. you're, you're you're disputing the facts that I'm bringing up here or the things that uh, the way I feel about it. But right. it just doesn't it doesn't need to matter to you. It just doesn't need to. So when people, yeah. that's what people get really caught up in reviews, and they think like, oh, well, this this person's saying something definitive. It's like no, they're just telling you their opinion. Like right. you don't. How many opinions do you hear a day? Like, and do you give a shit? Like, who cares? Here's here's my opinion. The second one would have been much better than the first one. Mr. Brooks two. Yeah. I wonder what they would have called it. That's what I was just. I was. I had my eyes to the sky just thinking about that. Um, they probably would have just called it Mr. Brooks two if it was the same director. Mr. Brooks two. Yeah, if it was the same director, just the easiest thing possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, from what I've seen so far, Mr. Mr. Brooks two, uh, Daddy Dearest, or something like that. It would have been some sort of play on like the father daughter thing. Mr. Brooks 2, I'll catch you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sad that I revisited it at all. No, I mean, no, it was definitely worth it. Uh, I don't know if I'll if it's worth it for a third time, but it's worth it. <laughs> but Danny's like, but when I get off here, I'm probably gonna watch Mr. Brooks again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite costume movie overall? Robin Hood. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh yes. Oh well, yeah, Prince Robin of Thieves. Hood. That I am very familiar with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I probably in the running for one of the movies I've seen the most in my life. Uh, just yeah. because I owned the VHS when I was a kid, and when you own when you're a kid, and this is back before the modern era, there wasn't streaming services, there wasn't whatever. You yeah. watch like the same four movies. It, all the time. You either caught mm-hmm. it on TV or you you had it on in, on your shelf. You know that was it. Yeah, it's a. What do you? When was the last time you watched Robin Hood Prince of Thieves? Um, I caught half of it actually the other day. It was on TV. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, I I like the whole movie, but I think one of the best parts was just them in the woods, like the fight scene in the woods when mm-hmm. they were burning down. I think that was probably like the most gripping part. For yeah. me as a child, anyway, you know. Oh, for sure. Well, know. that that movie used to kind of scare me. Like the beginning of that movie is intense. Yeah. When you see when uh, Robin Locksley comes back and what they did to his father, and he's like yes. in the cage. Like that was yeah. like when I was a kid, I was like afraid they of that. Pulled the dude's eyeballs out. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very very scary stuff, and it's all for the all... time period. I'm glad they sewed that up and sterilized it perfectly, and he was all good. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, what is it's it's I'd like to revisit it again. It's been a long time since I've Yeah, seen no, it was definitely a good movie, you know, and it's like I said that and um a perfect world. I, I grew up a with perfect a perfect world. world. I, yeah. I did like that. Perfect world is great. It is a great uh, that is a great Costner flick. I don't know what would be my favorite Kevin Costner movie. Prince of Thieves is up there just for nostalgia. Like yeah, I, yeah. I grew up with it, so I just kind of really love it. 
I think Waterworld is a little underrated. I think people are unfairly maligned Waterworld. Um, oh, I know what it is. JFK. I don't know if you've ever seen JFK. No, I haven't. Oh, you've never seen JFK? No, no. Costner, big Costner fan over here. <laughs> no, I think uh, JFK is about the assassination of JFK, and uh, he plays this character, Jim Garrison, who is a guy who basically brought a case against the federal government to challenge their assertions about the official story. And that's what the movie's about. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a like, conspiracy movie. That's very yeah, good. See, and I'm into that. I'm into that. Oh, you'd I'm probably into, like JFK. I'm into espionage and, and you know, things like that. Like, uh, um, I can't, like, he was in a movie, Jack Ryan. I yeah. If you ever saw that. Oh, yeah. Love was that Jack movie. Ryan. Love that movie. I'm lo- all into the spy stuff and. I watched I, the, all the Krasinski's it, like as soon as it came out. I watched. Dude, the, I have not. I have not watched it yet. I want. Oh, to. I got oh. to because I'm a big Jack you Ryan need to fan. Make that time. Like you, uh, you, all the way back from fucking uh, Hunt for Red October. Dude, I that. think Krasinski did a really good job. I mean, that's I'd what like people to say. See yeah. Jack Ryan two movie, but I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for the third season of that because it is. I really liked it. Uh, they had a really good pairing of characters in that. Um, you know. Have you Jack seen the have you seen have you seen the the older Jack Ryan movies? No, I haven't. Oh dude, actually, you got to I need to. You got to watch Hunt for Red October, uh Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger with Harrison Ford. He plays yeah. Jack Ryan back in the early 90s. See, and the thing is like um Ben Affleck played Jack Ryan. So when Jack Ryan came out, that was the only movie I'd ever known that oh, okay, cool, Jack Ryan is like a yeah. I don't want to it's kind of like a Jack Reacher kind of thing. Like there. Yeah. He's a, he's a Tom Clancy character. Yes. So, um, I really liked that. And I recently found that there's like a whole slew of movies that would that feature Jack Ryan. I was like, Holy shit. I got to check this out. Cause you yeah, know, they, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm into a big, big spy guy and, and espionage. Oh, and, like the hunt for red, red October is no shit. Like, one of the great movies of his time. Like, it's just a good movie. Yeah. Like, separate from Jack yeah. Ryan, it's got Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah, okay. Al- yeah. Alec, Alec Baldwin. I, I, you know what? Jack I think Ryan. I have seen parts of that. I don't, you probably like have. TNT or something like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's one of those TBS movies. Um, did you ever watch Field of Dreams? I'm sure you watched oh, it, but yeah. I haven't watched I haven't, I, watched no, I haven't watched it in so long, though. I agree with you. I, I've been watching it in so long. I could probably say maybe I haven't. I haven't seen it. Just to be fair to the movie itself, like yeah, I couldn't, yeah. couldn't really say like, oh. Well, what, are, what did you think about uh, Kevin Costner in? Uh, did you see the Superman movie, The Man of Steel? Oh God, I loved it. I have it written down right here. Actually, there you I go. love Kevin Costner, best father figure. <laughs> he is the father figure. You think he's the, you think he's a good dad in that movie? He's a good dad in every movie. Look, take Mr. Brooks for example. Well, it's true. He's, he is. He does everything. I for mean, himself. even even in a perfect world, he wasn't that kid's father. I don't think so. Anyway, no, no, he's not. No, no, he's, I'm just he's kidnapped. He's kidnapped the kid. Yeah, he kidnapped him. He's with him. I was telling Squad about. It. He's wearing the kids wearing a Casper a costume and a, you know. But uh, he in every movie where there is a child that plays, I guess, parallel to him or or he has something to do with. He is the father figure to that kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Even Waterworld. I mean, yes. You know what I mean? Like, reluctant at first, but that's that's what gives his character his heart. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, Had you ever seen three three thousand miles of Graceland? Oh yeah, love (laughs) it. I haven't seen that in so long. I I used to I used to like it a lot when I was a teenager. Um, Yeah, I've watched it four or five times. It's like oh yeah, oh for sure. I mean, I'm a big uh, Kurt Russell fan. Mm-hmm. Just besides uh, yeah, Kevin Costner, yeah. like Kurt Russell was kind of a thing in my house for some reason. Uh, have you ever seen John Carpenter's The Thing with Kurt Russell? Uh, it's about these no. guys that are in the Antarctic, and there's like a uh, basically like an alien or a creature that can mimic human beings, can look like people. And I but, think I saw that a long time ago. Oh, it's Danny. not new. No, it's, it's not. It's not I, a new movie. Yeah, no, I, I saw that a long time ago. 80 something. Yeah, no, I was probably 12 years old when I saw that. Oh, dude, that's a, that's one to revisit. It's one of those HBO things they play. Yeah, exactly. Again. Well, that's where I got a lot of my oh. movie stuff is because, like, you know, 
the weird thing about my family is like we were poor as dirt for a long time. For some way, we had satellite. <laughs> Which is the same way we had every single channel imagined, and like, <laughs> but the car won't start. Yeah, I don't want to say I was going to school with holes in the shoes, but you know what I mean. Like, no, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I was like, thanks, Dad. Priorities. He's like, I work hard. I, when I come home, I want to watch TV. Like, okay. Well, I get I to had, watch TV too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I get that though, because that's basically what I do. You know what I mean? Like, did you ever rent movies when your parents weren't home and they get caught? No, I had to ask. Actually, yeah, but I don't want to tell you what movie it was. Oh, those movies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who ordered? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> oh, spice. It got. It froze, that's and some I just kind of music hitting, thing? I just kept hitting exit. I don't know what happened. I just. I, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Dude, I got grounded for over Mars Attacks. Oh my that god, movie what was... a classic. <laughs> I actually just watched it a couple I weeks ago. I love or, that like, movie. I watched it right before I started doing the daily videos. So yeah. it, didn't, it didn't end up in the daily video rotation. Yeah, but, yeah. No, uh, that, was a, that was a great movie for the time. I really did like that. It, at the age I was, it was... Oh, for sure. Movie. It's a and fun movie. I think it holds up actually. Over and over. It holds up actually not 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 awfully. Like it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty yeah. entertaining movie. I mean you're actually your kids would probably be right at the right age to like get a kick out of Mars Attacks. I'd yeah, be curious. It's, it's still funny, yeah. It, it's funny, but it's also it's full of I don't know why I liked it so much because it's full of actors that I had not really understood who they were right. at the time. because uh, it's got like Pam Greer is like in it and Pam Greer is like a famous, you know black exploitation actress from the 70s and the movie's full of people like that so i didn't yeah you know i was a big jack nicholson fan as a kid like yeah in a in a weird way i uh, really. I, I did one of these with my buddy paul a couple weeks ago about about the shining yeah and it was just like his son is almost 12 and probably the first time we saw the shining was when we were like 12 and I was like, can you imagine way too early? I was like, can you imagine your son like watching The Shining and liking it in a year? And he's like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. There's we not were... enough pickup in that movie, like at the beginning for you know what I mean? We were just weird kids because we watched uh we were big fans of Batman eighty nine, the Tim Burton Batman movie, the oh, one with yeah. the joke, right? Yeah. So we're just obsessed with Jack Nicholson. So anything Jack Nicholson is was in, we watched when we were like in our early teens or early like 10 to 15 didn't matter what it was just jack right. nicholson movies so we saw a lot of stuff a lot of stuff all think, right i don't think i think we uh pretty much spoiled the whole movie for everyone here oh yeah but that's what that's what this podcast is all oh, about. oh yeah we gotta go hard in the paints gotta go deep diving on movies and i think we thoroughly thoroughly went through pretty much every possible aspect of mr brooks uh i'm trying to think of something that we didn't touch upon at least but i think the main take i don't think we hit every scene i I think we hit every main scene of the whole movie Yeah, exactly and i think the main takeaway from every single point we made was that uh it's kind of like the frustrated that it's not just more focused on mr brooks and his family and like the blackmail thing like that is really the drive of the movie so the other things end up just being a distraction it would have been cool like save demi moore's character for the sequel if they had planned a sequel right you know just have her show up in the sequel this one didn't need to have her to need that it didn't need the character you know it doesn't actually add anything to yeah uh the proceedings but uh, do you have any final thoughts anything you want to say anything you want to leave people with uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brooks or Kevin Costner or the or Wonder Pets or whatever you want. Uh, yeah, if, if you need a father figure, go watch a Kevin Costner movie and yeah. he'll be there, man. Yeah. If you have any advice, just pick a Kevin Costner movie. He'll steer you, right? <laughs> I can't wait to do that because I'm going to do that with my own son. I'm just going to be like, what are you asking me for? Let's watch Field of Dreams. Uh, <laughs> Take a look at Butch here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's check out check out this movie a perfect world he treated this kid pretty okay if you ask me yeah 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 <laughs> all right everybody thank you so much for listening and thank you danny for coming and talking to me about mr brooks i appreciate no it i appreciate your time i know danny is a hard-working like actual guy who's got like a real job and uh real responsibilities not to say that i don't but you know 
I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now the stay-at-home parents are going to come after me. Great. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to know more about Zubok, if you'd like to keep up with everything that goes on in Zubok's Nation, check out the links in the description. We got Facebook. We got Instagram. We got uh, Twitter, my personal Twitter. I don't use it a lot, but it's there if you want to. If you want to follow me on Twitter, also if you'd like to send me a personal email, you want to send me some hate mail. We accept all mail at zooboxpodcast@gmail.com. I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll, maybe I'll do it some video. I'll read all the hate mail. So just give me that pleasure, please. And uh, also, if you listen to us on iTunes, give us a rate and review. Somebody, somebody found Zoobox and gave us one star. So we're sitting at three stars positive, one star negative. Now, I don't, this is this is throwing us all for a loop. We're in a, some sort of existential crisis. We're like, how could you possibly not like Zoobox? Oh my gosh, we don't say anything that anybody would dislike on Zoobox. This is a family-friendly show. This is the kid city of Zoobox. You know what I mean? All right, everybody, have a good night, and thanks again, Danny. Really appreciate it. Hey, no problem.